Hello and welcome to the MHG podcast. As usual, life can be a bit, little bit miserable and a little bit dark. So we're here to bring you a little bit of joy and a little bit of light. Hi Bradley, joined by Stu. How are you doing Stu? I can't think of anything punchy today. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm not very punchy. Um, I'm okay though, I think. <laughs> he said when, whenever your voice starts rising like that, it's always kind of like, am I sure about what I'm saying? But uh, yeah, no, I think I'm right. I mean, the, the world's on fire, you know, but that's part and parcel now. I have to block that out just to get through the day, to be quite honest with you. Yeah. Yeah, I'd say we've got now um, comedians you didn't respect our sexual predators as, as was an open secret. Comedians you did respect, apparently a bit turfy as well nowadays as well. And yeah, hey, hey, it's all fun and good, isn't it? Oh yeah, wonderful. All the people that you respected and admired can't be trusted. That's great, yeah. Yeah, if the one, one lesson I've taken in life is just don't like anyone. Just it's best that way, you know. Appreciate them at the time, but don't actually go. Oh, do you know what? I really like that person. Yeah, it's easier. It, it really is. Yeah, it's best to just go. Okay, well, you're on a kind of temporary. Okay, you've got like a pass to Stew Village. Yeah, but it expires at the end of the day, and you have to renew it every day, kind of a thing. Yeah, it's you know Russell Brand. Not like first of all, I don't accept what Russell Brand has done. It's scummy. It's wrong. And I'm glad he's being called out for it. Catherine Ryan is an absolute hero for a start um, and deserves all the respect she gets. Um, but yeah, kind of like, yeah, well, that makes sense. But Richard Ayoade, it's just kind of like, no, you were meant to be one of the safe bets. I know, um, yeah. Despite being married into the Fox family. But, you know, you was one of the safe ones. As, yeah, as soon as I heard that, like months or maybe a year ago, about who he's married to, it's what just waiting. Yeah, just waiting. <laughs> it's just like because you can't, you can't go. Well, I love this person, but their family are basically neo Nazis. Oh, that's okay. Do you know what I mean? It's gonna, it's gotta, yeah. come, it's gotta come round and about sometime. It's, you know, I thought, I thought maybe he was gonna be the Billy Piper of it, of the whole thing. Maybe you know, she's still, she's still a decent person. She, you know, she absolutely despises that wretched. Lawrence Fox type person um, and yeah I don't know Stu um, just as long as like Bob Mortimer's okay I don't think I could cope with Bob Mortimer going off the deep end yeah. or, or even um, James A. Caster he's, he's, he's good egg yeah yeah he, yeah Bob's got a, a season pass at the moment definitely yeah mm. yeah he's I mean, the way he talks, though, if he was to come out with some Nazi rubbish or or, or turfy stuff, it'd still be jovial because he's got that kind of voice. <laughs> yeah, he'd probably get away with it for a very long time until somebody yeah, called him Yeah, before on. you realised, you know, he's John Cleese, he's another one. It's just like Ricky Gervais, who seemed to be like fully left and then decided to go off the deep end. It's Jesus Oh, stew, stew, stew. I know. Do you know where there's? Do you know where there's no like sexual predators and and turfs and racists and people with bad morals? I I genuinely don't know. Go on. Video games. Ah, video games. No, no, that's what. No, isn't yeah. It? Yeah. Oh dear. Okay. But anyway, video games. <laughs> yeah. oh, this mythic world we live in. Oh. What game do you want to talk about, Stu? Ah, <laughs> mythic force. Myth Force. Mythic Force? Myth Force? Oh. I don't know what it's called. Yeah, no, Myth Force, you're right. <laughs> Myth Force, oh, yeah. well, that's had a, a big impact on me then. Um, 
Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. yes, I've been playing a game called Myth Force. So I follow. Yeah, I know you have. Uh, mm. It's a funny one. Um, so, first off, the thing that everyone will notice and talk about, which is the graphics, have been done in a... Well, they go, oh, you know, Saturday morning cartoon from the 80s style. But it's it's even more specific than that. It, it's Don Bluth animation style. So, you know, think of Dragon's Lair and Space Ace. It's, it's that kind of look. Um, and that's on the characters. And the backgrounds are kind of... 80s cartoony as well um but a little bit more sort of regular and and i hesitate to say it but generic and it's very much you know like gauntlet but in 3d but also a roguelike and yeah it's uh, pretty much from that description that's all i could draw out of the game really so it looks very appealing the online seems to work pretty well because obviously it's got like drop in and drop out multiplayer and yeah you kind of you know you you build up your stuff and go back in and do things with slightly more improved equipment and you know me I'm I'm not a big fan of that anyway and mm. as it so but taking it on its merits and not being mean uh, does it work as a as a kind of multiplayer roguelike, which is a, a genre that I va- basically never touch? Um, kind of. It's well, it's ironic that it looks so lovely. Well, at points, but generally, you know, it looks really lovely. And I was playing it on the Steam Deck with like everything turned down to low, so it run at sixty frames. Still looks lovely. But what's going on in the world is very, very bland and very normal, mm. and uh, there was nothing in it that that felt original or en- enticing or oh my god that gripped me kind of a thing. And you really need that. There are so many of these things around, and even though I've not played many of them, it still felt like some old ground that I've trod over lots and lots of times. And like my final thought on the subject, really, because it's not one I can talk about for very long. Um, is that it, it reminds me a lot of uh, a VR game that I was playing um, called, I think it's called Until You Fall, I'll have to double check, but I think it's called Until You Fall, which is exactly the same game, basically, but it's in VR. And just that immediate thing of you actually swinging your sword rather than pressing a button to do your sword elevates that material. And that is a basic game, but having it in VR elevates it to be much more immersive and much more kind of, well, at least I'm you know, physically judging my distance and swinging my arm to do things. And, you know, this game, it's not even got that. So you kind of scratch your head and go, why bother? Or at least, why not inject something that's a, a little bit different and a, uh, innovative and a bit of a challenge to the status quo? I don't know what you thought. What did you think? Yeah, I just generally thought it was it was all right. And that's about it. That's about all I could get out of it. The Saturday morning cartoon thing, I was like all in for. The problem I have is I don't think it went all in itself enough. Um, that the gameplay is fairly generic. Um, it made me long for what I still consider an underrated game in the genre, which was just unfortunately it came out at the wrong time, is Battleborn. Um, it felt like it was Battleborn, but a lighter version of that, um, which was a shame. Um and the moving from like area to area, it's it's just it's, it didn't feel like there was enough going on. 
Um, it felt like it wanted to maybe, it was waiting on a license and it never got the license and they just didn't know what to do with itself. Um, like, could this have done with the Dungeons and Dragons license? Could it have done with the He-Man license or or gone the other way and get like the mask license or, or Visionaries or, or something like that? One of the actual Saturday morning cartoons or gone for a Smash Brothers like mashup of it all or just gone right in for it. But yeah, the gameplay was okay. Um, it was fine enough to find a game and it was fine while it was on. But yeah, it just felt bland um, overall. There was no nothing making me go, oh, I've got to put this on again. I definitely want to play this one tomorrow. Or oh, I can't wait. I don't want to put this down and do this. I want to play some more of it. It just didn't grab me as I wanted it, really expected it to, in all fairness, which is a shame. Yeah, yeah. It, it's... um. <laughs> it's a genre that needs to be very, very strongly considered before people start uh, using it, I, I always feel, because that kind of, yeah, repetitive roguelike, it really depends on your, your players having the patience to do the same things over and over again with only incremental rewards. And, like, you know, like, I remember in the in the 90s when everything was just a side-scrolling action platformer, and people were thoroughly bored of it. But the worst that you could say about them is that they were, you know, competent and, you know, just like other stuff. Yeah. But even then, and there's a lot of similarities between that, that that period of time and this period of time in terms of the, the way that the games are structured. But the big difference, the huge difference is that even in the likes of that, the one that always sticks in my head, and I think in a lot of people's at the time, was Judge Dread, where it's just like every licensed game, even if it didn't fit, was just a side-scrolling platformer, and no, yeah, everyone was yeah. sick of it. And Judge Dread was just like the last one that anyone. And I really hated to. that Shieldless List one. That was, you know, that was a bit of a dull. <laughs> yeah, you're forever chasing after that girl in the red dress. Oh thing. no, I, I, I know. I tell you what though, there was that really good one where you kind of got to the end of the level, you had to make these really hard choices like, you know, Sophie's Choice, the action platformer. Yeah. <laughs> Do you know, there'll be a... Which path you Give took. it a couple of years and there'll be one of those. That, that'll that exist. But... I want someone to be listening to to go, Sophie's Choice platformer. I'm on that. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I was, I, I was, all I was going to say really on, on the last of that is that they... At least with those, they, they respected your time. It's just like, yeah, yeah, you could complete them in an afternoon, whereas these things demand so much of your time and attention. So, yeah, yeah, it's kind of a... Yeah. Yeah. And the other thing that got me is, like, one of the selling points I have on it, it's like it's an ever-changing, like, world. So, like, apparently everyone's meant to be different. It didn't feel like that to me. Yeah. Everyone is like... And so the two biggest quotes was nothing felt different. It felt like the same thing over and over, which if you're going to do that, go, just go with that. That's fine. Um, but also like the melee attacks just had no inertia behind them or, or they yes, didn't feel physical. Yeah. So I was going up to like skeletons and I was hitting them with my sword and it was like, have I actually hit one and damaged it? I don't know. So there was no connect in the game. Yeah. There was no connection with things and you had to use your powers and they fell off at points and it's all competent. You know, if you used to take every little bit of the game and go, right, yeah, it does this and it does it as it should. It does this, it does it as it should and it does this and technically it does this and it looks so... It also has all the right things but as a package it just felt very just yeah, I've spoke about it and I'm probably done with it now. Yeah. 
Yeah, no, absolutely. I, I completely agree on the hit reactions as well. They're just they're just not there. And you really gotta have that down pat if you if you're expecting people up. All they're going to do is wander around and hit stuff, basically, apart from throwing the odd magic missile. It's got to be good. It's got to be fun. You know, look at look at Destiny, you know. Yeah. Uh, that combat loop continuously fun, no matter how many hours you play of it. So, yeah, yeah, disappointment, yeah. really. Uh, the last question I'll ask you, now, obviously, Saturday morning cartoons is their influence. If I said to you, you know, who's the main character of Thundercats, you know, who's, um, you know, they be someone from He-Man who's not He-Man. You'd be able to name them. You'd be able to name the characters because they've got a personality. If I said to you now, without looking it up, name one of the uh, the heroes in Mythfalls, could you? No, because aren't they just called like by their class as well, like Rogue and stuff like that? No. Oh, have they actually got no. names? Yeah, <laughs> oh, so there's that. Victoria, who's a, who's a knight. There's Rico, who's a rogue. Maggie who's a mage, and Hawkins, who is a hunter. They're your four characters. I only know that because I've got their names in front of me right here. Yeah. And that's... It was only when I was looking at the, my notes and I went, oh, yeah, the characters had names. That's not really excusable if you go for that Saturday morning cartoon yeah. thing. you got to put characters. Where's my He-Man and my Lion-O, you know? Yeah, yeah. Well, we could end up talking about this disproportionately because it's one of those things It's like, oh, yeah, well, we can talk about Saturday morning cartoon. But... um. <laughs> but the last thing I'll say on the game itself is, yeah, I think you could utilise that a bit better if you had stuff. Like, you brought up and punched up the, the melee fight in, but maybe even drop into a third-person view when, when you do certain moves as well. So you see the character yeah. and you, you you feel like you're in the action and you feel like you're in the cartoon. So there's, there's things that could have been, you know, could have been done. But anyway, yeah, a bit disappointing. Yeah, uh, not dreadful, just not memorable in any way shape or form yeah um anyway moving on i'll do the next one because you've got one more to talk about i've got two um so i've been playing do you, do you know daytona I... usa video <laughs> game you might have heard I've, of it. i've heard of it yeah actually i've got a story on that so... i'll come back to you in a minute go on, go on. Oh, go on. okay uh, it's probably more interested in the game i've been playing then. <laughs> probably it's not a good week i've been playing that nice car arcade rush um now did you ever play Mario Kart, and then think, do you know what Mario Kart needs? That's car. Or <laughs> did you ever play Daytona and go, do you know what Daytona needs? Mario. Ooh. Ever done that? No. No, funnily enough, no. No. Yeah, there's a reason those games haven't existed. It doesn't work. Um, yeah, that's car arcade rush. I got it because I thought, oh, you know, a bit of a Daytona itch. I could do, you know, a modern, a modern take on Daytona. I'd be up for that. Um, no, this is just a glorified kart racer with a nice car skin and yeah much like um that previous game uh saturday morning myth false there we go uh it's just unremarkable it's fine it does things technically it's an arcade racer um but yeah that's it's just yeah it's a licensed nice car game and it's Wow. It's just like, yeah, it's 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 not fast. Like it's nice car. Expect some fast to it. It's it kind of feels plodding in places, and then you can unlock um, you can unlock like various different helmets and bodies and loads of things as you go, and the tracks are zany and crazy, and um, 
No, you know, everyone when you played Daytona, the main track everyone played was the oval because it was just an oval, but the racing was fun. Um, this gets rid of the oval and has loads of like weird, wonderful tracks in different wells that you'd expect in a kart racer. But where's the fun? The fun's just not there. And yeah, it's just not great in any way, shape or form. I don't think it looks nice. Um, you know, Daytona's what, 25 years old? Older than that? Uh, when did it come out? 90... Oh, 91, was it? 91? So it's actually 25. Uh, no. no, nearly 30 years old. I have to look it up. Jesus. Now. Uh, it might be 93. Let me have a look. Have 28 a... years old. You, can. Yeah, have, you look it up while I could tell you. Uh, but yeah, it's kind of got the free to play aspect. There's all these different hats and helmets you can get. I don't see the point when you're inside of a car. What's the point in giving <laughs> your character helmets that you only get to see for a few seconds when you've won the race? Yeah. What? <laughs> It's no point whatsoever. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. It, it's, it feels like they've got a license. Just went, we've got to do something with it and didn't know what to do. Yeah. And you, I, do you know, usually I can find something. I go, do you know what? Yeah, fair enough. I can find this about the game. And I like this about the game to figure. There's just nothing. There's nothing. I could play... Sonic and All-Stars Racing Transformed, which is 10 years old and get much more value out of that. I can play Daytona. I can play Virtual Racing. I can play one of the other sort of like Virtual Racing clones that have hit out over the last few years. Even the sort of ones that aren't that great have got something. This just has nothing. It feels like a free-to-play game that's taken out the free-to-play mechanics or the actual free-to-play bullshit to then just leave it as a full-price game without the free-to-play add-ons, but leaving the actual bits you get from it in the game. And it just feels disjointed in so many ways. And, yeah, I just... It's not very good at all. No, God, sounds rubbish. Yeah, n- uh, 93 for Daytona. So that's 30 years. So we are 30, 30 years. years. But... Um, yeah, yeah, get that. That, that, um, that brings up a really good point, actually, and, and ties back to Mythforce, in that Sega just just new in that in that way of like you've got to have important bits of feedback to the player to the gamer to make something fun and exciting and you've got to do it and reinforce it and like they did it with daytona with just leaving little things like you know the back end rolling star yeah rolling star yeah the silliness um the the you know the back end shimmy of the car yeah, that you like. You don't think of it at the time. You're like, oh, there's a back end shimmy. You don't think about it. But then you think back, and you're like, oh yeah, that was like a dynamic little action that was always there. Yeah, and it was, and it was always. It's only Daytona that does it. And you know, you got it had life. You know, you. I always remember. Like I would always, if ever I knock something, and it's where things like Daytona stick with. Say I walk into a wall accidentally or something like that, right? Or door frame. Um, I will turn around and I'll go, take it easy. It's the first race of the season, just internally to myself, because I remember that from Daytona. Um, And you always get the... That's just always there. This has got nothing... I Literally, I started this first race and I went, roll, and it didn't. And it was like, oh, oh. I know it doesn't, shouldn't be doing rolling start, because that's safe. But there was nothing. Yeah, think of something. I was just like, oh, okay. 
Yeah. Yeah. Go you know, play those games or watch a YouTube video. Spend half an hour of your day when you're in development looking at old yeah. car- arcade games and seeing what it was that drew people in. That's how you make your money, man. Yeah. Um, and yeah. I thought, right, but this is the other thing as well. I thought, do you know what? I got this for review. Let's have a look. If this is like seven, eight quid, fair enough. Nice budget title. Someone might find somewhere. Ready for this, Stu? Probably not, but go on. Without discount, it is thirty-nine ninety-nine. Oh my goodness me, that is insane! And there's DLC. There's DLC, so you could get the Project X edition for fifty-two pound seventy-six, which includes some paint schemes, some rims, some theme drivers. Again, the theme drivers are inside the cars. Yeah. Um, sponsorships, FX packages for, yeah, an extra, it's like, that's over 40 quid. No, so it's just, it's whatever they was thinking here. You don't shoot, you know me, I don't like being horrible to a game. It's one of my faults when it comes to doing reviews, but this is bad in every conceivable yeah. way. Um, which is unfortunate because I was in the market for a new arcade racer. And yeah, this isn't it. Nope. Doesn't sound like it. Uh, but just before you get to your little Daytona story, um, as an aside, um, I have also recently uh, picked up, I know you don't do EA, uh, uh, but I picked up um, Grid Legends because it was really cheap and I thought I'd treat myself for my birthday. Yeah. Really good. Got that for a tenner. That's really good and really fun. Um, nice. Because Codemasters knew how to make Simcade games. Uh, play that instead. You can get 20 quid and get all the DLC for it and everything. And it runs absolutely perfectly on the Steam Deck. So, you know, this one's perfectly on the Steam Deck. It's not anymore, though, because it's never going back on my bloody Steam Deck. <laughs> no. No, yeah, no, on that on that subject, I will buy them secondhand as long as I know that EA won't get any money. So I could try and pick up... Did it come out on PS5 or is it PS4, I suppose, isn't it? Um, it's on, yeah, or Xbox series. You could probably get it. It's worth it. It's a fun game. It's a, it's It's... As close to the grid and Tocker games as you're going to get. Better than the 2018 version anyway. Yeah. So, And it's got FMV. Really good FMV. Well, I don't know why I'm now reviewing uh, uh, Grid Legends. But it's got like FMV documentary style bits in between. Which is really nicely done. Um, cool. So yeah. But yeah. 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 Uh, I'll, I'll check out a second hand copy. As I'm going to with yeah. Jedi Survivor. You know I'll get a second hand copy of that. Especially now it's got a 60 frames patch. But no. This is, this is old stuff. So yes. <laughs> we're done what's your Daytona story? yeah oh yeah Daytona let's go away so I was going away to the seaside I live by the seaside but I went to another part of the seaside last weekend and they had Daytona cabs and I was like <gasps> how oh my god how have they managed to keep Daytona cab no got up close and I didn't have time to spend a lot of time but they're new so they're the the literally the old game the original game but with LCD mm-hmm. uh, screens in them. And they looked like the cabinets were like new and fresh as well. So mm-hmm. I'm assuming that they're just a recreation, um, but with flat screens. And that's kind of amazing. Well, tell so me. So that was at Flandidno. Oh, London, though. Okay. 
Uh, there's a really nice um, like um, country pub in London, though, um, that, where they, they got all the sheep outside. I think they murdered a sheep or whatever it is outside. Um, they might not do that, but it's a really lovely little place. There's a lasagna there that was really lovely when Lucas was but a baby. Ah, very good. Um, yeah, it's a lovely place. But when I come up, when I come up, we're going to play Daytona, Stu. Yeah, let's go away. Let's go away. Yes, take it easy. <laughs> uh, uh, game over. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, what have you, please tell me you've been playing something better than those Carl Arcade Rush because this, this isn't a very positive episode so yeah. far no so much better so much better it's not even funny because I've been playing one of the best games ever made and that is Portal 2 in VR um, okay I'll be interested yeah so as you probably know and the audience know like, um, on PC there's loads and loads and loads of community mods to get you know, games into VR and, and basically anything that's over about sort of 10 years old is, is fairly safe to quite easily port into VR because, you know, they, they're they not demanding games. So when you double or triple what's required for them, they can still run in VR, which is obviously what you need to do because you're basically running a game to a, just as a little PSA. Obviously, when you play in VR, whatever game you're playing, you're running it twice because it has to display to both screens and therefore you know yeah so basically you're running a game twice and you've got to run it in a very high frame rate so it doesn't make you vomit everywhere so you're running yeah two games very high frame rate and yeah so it's good when you 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 can pick up older games and just you know boost them up and yeah the latest one is portal 2 and portal 2 is one of the greatest video games of all time um Mm -hmm. yeah you can keep your arguments about whether one is better than two you can shove those up, you know, whatever, because... As a package. Let's go as a yeah, package. Yeah, you can might as well just either go as a package or just say both are classics. It doesn't matter. Uh, Portal 2 is in my top 100 of all time. And the VR mod is absolutely amazing. So, obviously, like, when people were starting to make VR games, like, full, you know, full VR games, they were learning the ropes. And they had loads of different control methods and comfort level things and settings. And the the, the modders have kind of taken all of those, gathered them all up into their arms and made, you know, put them into any VR mod that they do. So you're now getting stuff that uses all of that accumulated knowledge to turn these old games into something not completely new, but totally boosted in every regard. And I'm not sure that anyone would try and make an argument that a game like Portal doesn't have to have a VR version. Do you know what I mean? It's just like, there's... Mm. Anything that's like that is going to benefit from it. And it doesn't detract from the the flat version. It doesn't mean you have to play the VR version. But if you're into it and you, it won't make you sick, then it's absolutely amazing. And it gives you this other level of appreciation of stuff when you can just like walk up to things and stare at them. Or, you know, the, your brain does this thing when you're playing in, again, you know, looking at a TV, looking at a, a monitor where you peripherally take in what's in the background and it and it forms like a gestalt. It's like, yeah, what they call mise-en-scene in, in film. You know, it's like the whole artistic view is kind of built up by the impression that it gives you in the background. But when you're in VR, there are often sections and areas and places that you actually inhabit. And, you know, I was talking like in our Q&A about loving liminal spaces and how unusual yeah. spaces or bo- what classed as boring 
can become fascinating. And it's like that in VR. Like, I found myself standing on this walkway in, in Portal. They just had this view of this little section of tubing and, and colours and lights. <laughs> the colours, man. And I was just transfixed by it because I'd never seen it before and it, it had that valve attention to detail that you just don't really know. It's just background when you're playing in normal 2D. So it takes a classic game and it gives you a completely different perspective on it. And also it makes you feel like you're flying through the air when you when you do like the portal jumps. So it's kind of astonishing and it's mm. it's taken it doesn't take anything away from the original developer's vision. It only adds to it. It uses technology that is not being exploited properly at the moment in my view, VR, and properly exploits it. And then, yeah, it's just one of those things that's absolutely amazing to me. Uh, yeah, stunning. I have questions. Go on. So, firstly, um, are you still playing the Steam version? And can you play in VR with someone else um, in 2D? Good questions. Uh, so, first off, yes, it's the Steam version. There's a free mod that you just drop into the uh, you know into the executable folder. Uh, you have to own the original copy. Uh, it'll only work through Steam and it'll only work through Steam VR. So yes, it, you have to do it legally. Um, mm-hmm. I think I think I mean everyone should own it anyway because it, it like it's about a pound these exactly. days. Exactly. You know, and even and, if you paid yeah. quote unquote full price, I think it's like eight quid <laughs> when it's not on sale. But yeah. yes, yeah. I, I think I've bought it about three times over on different oh, systems. Yeah, so you know yeah. I have definitely had had it twice. Uh to answer the other question, no unfortunately not, co op isn't working oh. yet. But I would be surprised if it didn't come along at some point. We shall make a date. Yeah. I, I now I get a hankering to go back to Portal Two. Yeah. Uh, because I've not done that for a very long time. No, neither a die, and it's so good. It is. It really, really is. Um, so, my other question, because uh, that was just one question previously. The portals. How does your brain react to the portals in VR? Because that feels to me, at the best of times, sometimes my brain goes, how's that possible? How I'm going in there like... That bit, I'm not quite sure how they work. In VR, that feels like that would absolutely wreck my head. I I don't know. I think... I'm not sure how much of this is because I, I've played both games through a lot and therefore mm-hmm. have a good sense of what they were doing and how they thought. Because obviously, like, you can only shoot on those surfaces covered in moon rock <laughs> and, like, you get used to seeing them when you walk into a room so you know, you know, approximately where they are in, in space. But... um. I've not had any trouble with it, but I'm not sure how much is that. Yeah, because I already kind of know the way their brains work. Um, mm. You you might have an issue with it, but I found that being in VR, because you have so much of a better sense of your current space than where you're going to be, it, it actually felt a little bit more natural. Although, obviously, the physics of it can make you feel a little bit a bit sick. You have to have really good VR legs when you're using the portals. But I thought in finding my location, I think it only it, it only worked to the benefit. Oh, okay, interested. Interested. I'm not sure I'd be able to cope with it. Well, I haven't got a VR headset. Oh, one that will work with Steam anyway at the moment. I probably won't ever get one because I only got one eye that yeah. only partly works. So 
Anyway, but the, uh, with that, but yeah, yeah I'm glad it sounds fun. Sounds fun. Well, fun. yeah, and that that brings up a very good point. When I say you know it's it's so good for the game and it's really good to engage with and blah blah blah, that is dependent upon you know accessibility. Whether whether your eyesight is something that can can deal with that. Things like vertigo. If you have vertigo, I can't imagine VR is a very nice experience. Cool. You know, just basically it's it's designed around VR is always just designed around a very a very specific set of abilities that some people have and others don't and therefore the way that you engage with it is always going to be different depending on on uh, where your accessibility level is so that's something to bear in mind but with it being free um uh if you can't play it you probably in vr you probably don't own vr so you don't have to get it and even if you did get it because you have got vr and it didn't work for you it's still free so it's kind of like it's it's a win-win because if you end up just then playing portal 2 on a regular screen, you're still a winner. Yeah. What about if I strap two Steam Decks to my head? Well, it'll probably get very warm, but then again, so does VR. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah. I don't think that would work. Uh, but, yeah. Yeah. Oh, no, I've just got, I've got to play some Portal 2. I'm going to I'm gonna install Portal 2 on the Steam Deck and play through a bit again because it's so damn good. So oh, damn I bet good. it's great on the deck as uh, well. And, and Stephen Merchant's still okay, I think. So, as far as we yeah, know, yes. Oh, good. I better get it played just in case. Yeah, he's got a, he's got a day pass. He's got a day pass. Yeah, he's 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 got a day pass because um, he didn't exactly jump to the defence of his mate, quote unquote mate. So yeah, you're okay, Stephen, at the moment. Just if you can leave it a few couple of years, so I can get some Portal Two in, will be good. Yeah, uh, he has, anyway. he has got a very very harsh sense of humour in his comedy. Yeah, um, I'm I'm okay with yeah. that. Because you've got to know how... You can be harsh, but you've got to understand how to punch. I know. Uh, the likes of the Gervais don't know how to punch. Anyway, moving on from Portal 2 and uh, Vicky Gervais being a dickhead. Uh, one more game from me. It's just a short one. Um, I've been playing Bite Leaks. Um, B-Y-T-E Leaks. Um it's not the uh, it's not the new uh, Atari links made by a new company or anything. It's a fast-paced uh, real-time strategy game with no units. That sounds intriguing. It is very intriguing. So you actually the way you do it is you get this circuit. So you start off and you get this like electric circuit type thing, and basically you have to build this circuit um, to gain control of areas essentially and allow. Uh, like a signal to go through this circuit and then you can place uh, things on the circuit that can attack other things to try and generally take over a map Um, and you expand and like yours is like blue and the opposing one is red and you use certain different things to create gaps within the circuits like the uh, the opposing circuit so you can then take over that area and basically you expand just it's about expanding a building, expanding further, taking out enemy um, positions, etc. Um, and it's, it's almost like, in a way, do you know the game or, or like Pipe Mania, where like you've got to get from one side, you get from one part of a map to the other by collecting up pipes. Yeah. Um, it essentially does that, but in a, in a not like using pipes and stuff like that. So you can, you kind of have to go through, and you need to make connections. And then how you make connections depends how much of the area you can take out, what other machines you can take over, because you now control that area with your with your network and, and things like that. It's just about tactical building. 
And although you're not building units, you can build some almighty machines, I think is the best way to put it, that will go and do absolute tons of damage. Um, and go like absolutely hell for leather to take things out. But at the same time, a little turret gun or something that you've got to go past can wipe out your entire network because you've not realised it and it's just started doing little attacks to part of your network and it breaks. You've got to go and then rediscover your way around the map to then build a, big, a, a different network and gather power from somewhere else and then attack this little thing that's doing you damage. So you've got loads of different tactical elements to it and it's just this top-down 2D almost like I want to say PlayStation 1 era top-down graphics, in a way. It's not super high-res HD or anything like that, but it's not 16-bit either. Um, it, yeah, it reminds me of like a PS1 era RTS in terms of its style. Um, and it's just fun. It's just fun. And I'm not very really good at RTSs, in all fairness, but there's something about this with like making the network connections that just make it work for me and allows me to feel like I'm I'm strategizing in ways that I couldn't do in a Command and Conquer properly or, or, or something like that. And yeah, just a really, really fun game. Um, don't know much else what to say about it, really. Um, it comes out, it's, there's a demo out, but it comes out on the 12th of October. Um, and I don't think there was an embargo. I'm just double checking that now. <laughs> Just in case, I've just spoke about that. And there's an embargo. It's no embargo. It doesn't say anything about embargoes. And there's a demo out. I've been playing it. It's really, really good. Check out the demo, Stu. I don't know if you like RTSs or not, but check out the demo. It's fun. I sometimes do. <laughs> Tactical RPGs I do like. Um, mm. Yeah. I might have a look at it. Yeah, yeah. It sounds interesting yeah. anyway. It sounds like it's a bit different. Oh, I would. It's only a small... It's like a couple of hundred megabytes. Yeah. And yeah, I don't know what the demo's got. I just saw it and went, yeah, it's interesting. It looks intriguing. And I went, oh, no units. I always lose track of the units. That's my problem. And I play it and I go, right, there's a unit. They go, oh, I'll group your units. And I'm like, which ones do I group? So I leave them all separate or I do my little groups and I go, where's that little group gone? They've gone. And I've got to find them and they're dead. And I'm like, oh. And then I find them. Oh, I'll find the one we made a unit. Go back to the other ones. They're dead. I just can't... I can't control all my units. Uh, I can barely control my own voice. So, you know, it's... No wonder <laughs> I can't control all the different units. But this, there are no units. Cool. Um, have I mentioned there's no units? You might have said once or twice. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Units, units, um, units. But yeah, really fun. Good to see someone try something a bit different in what is... What? 40-year-old job right now? Something like yeah, that? easily. Um, so yeah, good, good on them. It's not again. It's not the best game ever. Um, I'm not saying this is going to change your life or anything like that. It's just fun um, compared to what I have been playing. I'm all for it. It's my game of the week behind Portal <laughs> Two because it's Portal Two. Of you course, know, it's better than those Carbon Myth Force. Oh yeah. Um, but so was the last dump I had. So you Ooh, know, harsh, harsh but fair. And that's harsh on Myth Force. In all fairness, it tried. Miffles, it just didn't hit the mark. Nice car though, Jesus Christ, that's bad. Fair play. If we take anything from this podcast, it's nice car, arcade rush, is god awful. Yep, won't be one I'm getting, I can tell you that. Right, do you want to do a couple of Q and A's before we finish up? You let's let's hit let's hit a couple of quick ones. Nice. Hit let's me. do it. So here's one. Do you like or not like surprises? I despise surprises. 
Um, I like to be know what's coming. Um, yeah, I don't. I can't. I can't cope with them. Uh, I remember so very very quick story with regard to surprises. We was at, um, when I first moved up to Liverpool. Uh, my first birthday living up there. Not my first birthday. It was like my twenty fifth birthday. I want to say it was. Um, I'd only been with Lo for a very short amount of time, and um, she was doing birthday. She was like, oh. She, get Brad a cake you know, I think we're to like Frankie and Benny's he's like oh we'll get Brad a cake we'll get him to bring it out and my mum was there as well she just went no don't do that don't do that won't like <laughs> right. it she was like no God, we'll do it it'll be a nice surprise like no don't do that He, Brad will get up and leave and I, I've done it before I just can't I can't do surprises oh no oh, hate fair them. play yeah 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 I, I totally get that I never used to but I've kind of grown to like them over the years which is a bit strange but I think it's because like I get bored pretty easily, and um, I like disruptions in routine. I like things to change quite a lot. Um, I I find stasis to be kind of, you know, yeah, just routine and stuff too boring. I feel like I need to keep moving forward, and so surprises don't tend to upset me or bother me. I mean, I don't know if I'd say that I like them. I don't know. I suppose I do. Yeah. Well, let's go with that. Yeah, mm-hmm. I do like them. Yeah, no, it's good. Yeah, I mean, even when it comes to like nice, like honestly, nice ones. Like um, this time last year, pretty much when I got, we got surprised by uh, Missy Bo Kearns giving us, you know, getting us executive travel to the game. That was a really nice surprise. But I spent my entire time telling a guy, this is going to be a really lovely thing, getting surprised by it, going, something's going to go wrong, and it's going to go wrong, and I don't like it because we're not there, and something's going to go wrong. And it's just like, I can't, even something that's really, really nice, I can't be comfortable around. Um, and yeah, it's just, yeah, I like to know. Yeah. Um, so if you're thinking of quitting, Joe, let me down gently over time. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I promise I will. Yeah. Second question. Do you mind if I quit? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. How much notice do you need for me to quit? Um, no. Four years. No, I'm not, I promise. <laughs> um, but the ne- I do have another question. Hopefully that's not a surprise. And that question is, it's a bit of a weird one, this, but see what you think. In the evening, would you rather mm-hmm. visit a relative, watch a movie, or read a book? I'll watch a movie. Yeah. Just watch a movie. It's like, uh, yeah, I don't... I love my family and everything, um, and some of my relatives. Um, but, yeah, no, in the evening, I'm at home. I don't read because I'm blind, and I've never been one for sitting down and reading. But, yeah, watch a movie. You can switch off. You can kind of half watch a movie, half be on your phone, half play a game and loads of other stuff. When you're doing family, you've got to give them your attention. When you're reading a book, you've got to give that your full attention. Movie, you can do passively because you can put one on that you've seen already. It's just like, I'll just wait to the good bits. So yeah, yeah watch a movie, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Same with me. I mean, I read every night, but I can't read when anything else is going on. I can't. If there's yeah. music or the telly's on, I, no, I can't. So I read in bed before sleep, but I can't read just, yeah, as part of a regular evening. I would love to. I, I see my family pretty damn regularly. I'm seeing them tonight. But um, I would like, I'd love to have a teleporter so I could visit other relatives more often. <laughs> you know, that would be great. Um, yeah, see, the worst one was always Christmas Day. Um and we generally let the kids do what they want Christmas Day because it's it's about them. Christmas is about kids if you're going to be doing Christmas. Uh, but we had to go around my nans for Christmas Day generally. 
and you couldn't take your toys because oh, because like oh you could only take one toy so if you got like a video game or something you're like well i can't that's that christmas word i can't play can't play my video game around my nans yeah. um or the one year like my uncle he had a game boy um and he had like tennis with it and tetris and golf and super mario land all, all with his game boys like uh 1991 i think he got that yeah um might have been 1990 but it, it was around it was around that time he didn't get it like 89 it was that slight bit later and i'd like i got had a go at for saying something stupid because i was a child i mean i was like well i don't say stupid things you know you don't know how to join in um i was like okay then so like oh uncle can i play your game boy yeah of course you can play the game boy and but then they go well look all he's doing he's got he's got his head stuck in the gate in, in the video game and sort of like he's not joining in at all it's like what what, what do i do can I, is it time to come home yet is it time to go home yeah. and they get told it's disrespectful because you want to go home um so yeah you kind of get that with family um so we don't do like christmas we just do whatever the hell we want um, yeah. And then see my mum at some point. Uh, my mum gets it. She knows what it was like going to my nans and stuff. Um, and I see my mum when I can. Um, yeah. Usually looking down where all the escape exits are and that. <laughs> yeah. How can I make the fastest exit possible? Yeah. 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 Cool. Uh, with that. It's, I've, I've not even been going on too much in this last bit. So, no. I, 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 so I, I've already shut up, Stu. Yeah. Um, in my world. So, yeah. I'll shut up now. <laughs> yeah, by your standards, you definitely had already show up. Yeah. There's, there's, yeah, that's a good way to. There's levels. Yeah, there are levels. <laughs> yeah. There are levels with all of us. <laughs> yeah, it, it varied with relatives. Some of them were kind of recognised that kids are kids and they want to do their own thing. And, and more than that, that if they were allowed to do their own thing, that they'll enjoy themselves and, and then they'll have good memories of that. And then when they're older and they are adults, then they will be closer to you because of that. And whereas if you just spend your whole time when the kids go in, you should behave like an adult, then they're not going to bother with you when they grow up. Um, but yes, no, that, that's sort of beside the point. Well, it's still interesting stuff to hear about. And mm. yeah, that's it from the podcast this week. So as usual, follow us on all the socials. Join us on Discord for a chat if you fancy it. Check out the website. And in the meantime, until next time, stay safe and stay sane. Thank you.